Welcome to the 963 Universal Frequency. I'm your host, Esther Clare, and in this series, I will be sharing my perspective on a variety of subject matters and connecting with inspiring, passionate, benevolent people who are enhancing the world's frequency with their hearts and minds. Listeners, I'm ecstatic that you have tuned in as this is my first episode of the podcast series. And in this episode, I will be speaking with Flo Woods from the Black Dog Institute. But before you listen into the conversation, I thought to note for those who may not be aware that mental illness dates back as far as the Middle Ages. And those who showed symptoms carried a profound stigma and burden by those who it was foreign to and seen as profane by most religions to the point where the ill were considered crazy and ostracized, imprisoned, sent to asylums to experience extreme ordeals of experimentation, labeled possessed by evil spirits, and many executed by the system that lacked understanding. It wasn't until 1883 that a philosopher-psychiatrist diagnosed the behavior as a mental illness disorder. Can you imagine all those wrongly accused victims that were judged by a system with a lack of knowledge and understanding? Now, in today's society, we have more clarity and awareness. However, the suffering increases. Please stay tuned for the Black Dog Institute. Today, I have a delightful guest dialing in from across the other side of Australia in New South Wales, Sydney, from the Black Dog Institute, the endearing Flo Woods. Hi, Flo. Oh, what a lovely intro. Hi, Esther. Thanks for having me on the show. It's great to be here. I'm extremely grateful that you're connecting with me, especially with all the craziness of COVID. Could you just give me your perspective as to what's happening in the most famous city of Australia? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, it, yeah, it is quite hectic um, at the moment. But look, it, the, the vibe, we're, we're coming out of lockdown. So that's really exciting. And I think people are just really looking forward to, to that at the moment. Otherwise, the sun's shining. So everyone seems to be happy. Oh, well, I'm sending you lots of love from WA, Western Australia <gasps> anyway. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> I just hope that you send some back when shit hits the fan here. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, no. look, if it ever gets to that stage, Perth seems to be fairly protected. So maybe when they reopen the borders in 2025, <laughs> uh, you'll, you'll experience that. <laughs> Open hearts and open minds, everyone. Open hearts and open <laughs> minds. Um, so what I wanted to discuss is the real pandemic that has seemed to be plaguing our world as far back as recorded from philosopher Emil Kepler in 1883, and that's the mental health crisis. But before we divulge into this topic, can you tell the people a little bit about yourself and what your role is at the Black Dog Institute? Yeah, sure. So um, I work part-time at the Black Dog Institute um, as a corporate partnerships manager. I also do photography on the side for the other two days of the week. I like taking pictures of of young babies. (laughs) Um, And, uh, yeah, my background's always been in kind of marketing and events. I've always, and that's in large corporates, I've kind of always wanted to work for a not-for-profit and mental health just resonated with me 
I think I think everyone can understand what it's like to have a mental illness or know someone that's had a mental illness. Um, mm-hmm. And that was definitely me. So I, I connected with it really early. I knew I wanted to work in that field. So approached the Black Dog Institute and I've been working with them for the past few years. My role as corporate partnership manager, I, I go out to corporates or they come through to the Black Dog and they want to uh, build a kind of meaningful long-term relationship with us somehow. So whether that's funding our research, having workplace education programs in their organisation or getting their staff involved in fundraising initiatives. So we kind of work on what that looks like for them. And as this topic is exponentially broad and we don't have all the time in the world to discuss it, I thought we could talk about who the Black Dog Institute is and how we as a community can support those with mental health issues. Yeah, that's a great question, Esther. So the Black Dog Institute is, uh, first and foremost, they're a medical research institute and they're the only one in Australia to look at mental health across a lifespan. Um, So looking at mental health across all ages um, and they have various research streams so they look at um, research into suicide prevention digital mental health workplace mental health um, novel treatment approaches so whether that's um, you know they look at the ketamine trials and things like that um, and prevention in young people especially young people are the future so so looking at prevention programs for young people is, is really high on our priority list and then with that research we're able to really quickly turn that into program accessible programs for people so clinical services educational programs and e-health products so and I think that's what makes us so unique is is that we're translational so we translate that research into the program so that you know that they're evidence-based and you know that they're that that they work that it's science comes from the science so that's what makes us really quite unique there's no one else that does that and what types of programs and services do the Black Dog Institute offer? So we have a host of um, information and resources available on our website, which are free and accessible, uh, and they're fantastic. Or, and we've also got a lot of e-mental health tools available from, from the website as well. You can have a look. But there are a lot of programs that aim to promote well-being and, and build that resilience um, and offer strategies and to, to maintaining positive mental health. So you know, programs for for male-dominated industries and and for for young people. So there's quite a few on the side that you can see. And then we've also got a lot of workplace education programs that are available as well. So, yeah, so a lot of education, which is kind of, I guess, one of the main things that we promote, you know, and and education in turn helps to kind of reduce the stigma um, Mm. that comes with mental illness. I feel as though education is key because that's basically the source of where we we learn all of our information. Yeah. And so, yeah, the more information there is and the broader it is and the more that people read it as well and have their own opinion and perspective, it's just, yeah, very, very important. That's, to, that's right. I mean, the, the sooner people understand that mental illness is just like any other illness that you can have, um, that it is okay to talk about it, that it is okay to seek help, I think, where we're, if people can get help quicker than you know, what they're doing at the moment, I think then it'll make a difference. And with everything that's been happening with COVID, with the statistics and research that the Black Dog Institute has found, how has it impacted the percentage? Is there a noticeably big difference from prior years to, to now? Yeah, so Black Dog actually did a study on the impact of COVID on people's mental health. And they found that 78% of 
of people had an increase of innings due to COVID. So, and that's that's quite a dramatic increase, isn't it? Mm, um, and then, yeah, and and even in Victoria um, and New South Wales alone, mental health issues in young people that their hospital admissions in Victoria had had increased by three hundred percent, and in New South Wales, fifty percent. So, and that's that's really quite a tragic stat, especially to hear that our young people are kind of really suffering during this time, which is, you know, why I think our prevention programs are really key. So COVID has definitely made a big impact on people's mental health for the worse, you know, and hopefully we, we want to see that change. And, you know, it's just, it, it, it's changed all aspects of life as well. So, you know, how we work and, you know, how we school. So, yeah, we, we really feel that over here at the moment. And what types of programs have been developed? So, so with COVID, for example, we were able to very quickly create a host of resources and tools to offer support and skills for, for people that are feeling the, the, the stress and the, the anxiety and the depression at the moment kind of as a result. So you can see them again on our website. And, you know, even with um, our healthcare workers, as a result of COVID, there, there were a lot of um, health professionals and frontline workers that had an increase in mental health issues because of the, you know, the response from COVID from when, from when it first hit. Um, so we, we launched a program called the Essential Network 10, which is basically an e-health hub developed by health professionals and kind of offers those strategies for, and um, services for, for people experiencing anxiety. What was the statistics for depression? Yeah, so even before COVID, we know that one in five Australians suffer a mental health issue and 60% of, of people experiencing an issue don't, don't seek help. So that's why we really kind of encourage people to, to be open and to talk about it and know that they're not alone. And can you give yeah. us an indication as to how prevalent mental illness actually is? Yeah, so we know that one in five of Australians will experience experience symptoms of mental illness in a year. So in, in Australia, that's, that's 5 million people. And we know that roughly 50% of these people won't seek help. It is a pandemic because we, even with the recent events, it's, it's just kind of seems to be escalating issues at the moment, especially for our young people. So, yeah, it's, it's quite dire. And I didn't really want to segue into this question, but the, suici- <laughs> the suicide rate. Uh, no, and that's fair enough. That's, I mean, because that's, yeah, ultimately that's what the work that we're about is trying to prevent, prevent suicide. But unfortunately, it is, suicide is the leading cause of death um, of Australians aged between 15 and 44. Um, and we know, you know, we know 55 Australians take their lives each week, um, mostly men, but um, it, it ends up being around eight a day. So that's, you know, that's, and that's really tragic. It's someone's loved one that we're talking about. Um, and then we and know the, that. And the impacts that it would have on their family as well. Oh, exactly. It's, yeah, it's terrible. But, um, and, and we also know that there's a hundred and around 178 people a day that make an attempt. That's why it's really important that we let people know that they're not alone and that they do seek help, that there is support available because, you know, the conversations can change a life really. And so what are your thoughts as to the main reason as to why 
some people feel that there's no alternative and they make that decision to to take their own life purely purely perspective as well that's just something that you've maybe become aware of in your yeah look yeah and and look there's uh, I'm not the medical expert but as as someone that's been in the field and seen and heard a lot there's there's a a host of reasons why people take their own life whether it's kind of you know traumatic stress or whether that you know they've gone through a problem or they've they've got feelings of hopelessness you know it could be drug and alcohol related um, or chronic chronic pain there's, there's there's quite a few reasons but I think ultimately people feel that the world is you know better off without them that they're not a burden on other people and that's that's kind of one of the main reasons that they do it in the end I, I guess but yeah look it's 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 a very complicated space and there's there's so many emotions and feelings involved at that time it's yeah yeah there's there's not really one one certain answer and the indigenous aboriginals and torres strait islanders i believe mm. that you have programs specifically designed for those cultures as well are you able to elaborate on those programs yeah yeah and it's a it's a growing area i think um because I, people know now that indigenous torres strait islanders actually are twice as likely um, to experience issues um, over their counterparts. So we've created a program called iBobly, which is an online wellbeing um, app, um, and and it's actually been created by those communities. So we know that they are proven to work, and they've been trialed in the Indigenous communities. So we know that they will work as well. Okay, great. Yeah. And I was just wondering if there's any sort of success stories or the percentage of people that actually recover from some sort of anxiety or depression or obviously bipolar is a whole other topic, but is there any sort of information that you can give us to say that the service does work and and it is out there to to help people and, and that it can be a trusted source of information? Yeah, no, that's a good question, Esther. Um. Uh, and I guess one part of our work is we have lived experience presenters. So we've got around 200 volunteers across Australia who talk about their lived experience. And so they'll go out to workplaces or communities and, and talk about yeah, what they actually went through. And these people, some of them had had a moment of um, gone through suicide. So so just by talking about their story and, you know, working with Black Dog, they've been able to, to kind of share that and we can see that they're living proof of of people that have come out of you know come out of a really terrible situation and managed to get through it and and whether that's because they've 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 actually come to the black dog clinic or they've actually just by you know speaking about it that they've been able to kind of yeah it's it's actually really kind of helped and I think that's really important for people to share their story I know that when I hear someone tell me about a loved one that has taken their life or someone that's going through depression, you connect with them a lot more. Um, so I think that's that's brilliant that people have mm. the confidence to get up and, and share their story to the world. Yeah. Uh, I also cool. wanted to discuss the month of October because the month of October is Mental Health Month. And, yeah, that's right. And there are a lot of people over here in WA that are doing the one foot forward. Great. So that's uh, raising money for 
mental health. I was just wondering if there's any other services or any other fundraisers. I, I think there was the mullets for September, which is <laughs> has now gone. Yeah. Just for those listening in, just so that they can be aware of any other sort of fundraisers that they can participate in, are you able to give us a yeah. little more information on that? Yeah, so Mendel, um, yeah, so this is a really busy time of the year. So um, mullets for September. Mullets for Mental Health, that was in September, um, so that's just finished, but that was fantastic and quite a fun one as well. And, yeah, one foot forward, so that's where we just encourage everyone from individuals, communities, to workplaces, to schools, which is to get behind this virtual walking event. And this this event came off the back of COVID and, you know, trying to bring people together. It's a kind of a campaign of solidarity so that, you know, getting people together to, to walk 20, 40 or 60 or 100 kilometres and, and uh, raise funds for vital uh, mental health research programs. That, that's kind of our key event. Um, but October in general is just really important for Black Dog. It's also a time where we launch the, the white paper. But the white paper is, is some research that the Black Dog Institute have done. And the focus of the white paper this year is all around modern work and its impact on mental health in Australia. So kind of just talking about what the trends are um, and how they've been impacted, you know, due to, to COVID and, and all the job insecurity and the, the isolation. And it's it's all around kind of the economic and social impact and, and how that's changed in the past 20 years and how it's changed mental health. So it kind of just provides some insights and strategies at, and, at different levels. And that's open to the public. It's it's is launched out. You can access it as a part of the general public. Yes, it okay, should be available great. online. Really would like to keep talking about this, and I'm sure you would too. But you've obviously got more things to do, and I've got other things <laughs> to do as well. But I'm um, in lockdown. I don't have much. <laughs> I don't have anywhere to go. <laughs> I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to. Say, but yeah, oh, no, good. it's true. But <laughs> uh, thank you so much for taking out the time and just helping me connect with the communities and and making them aware of your organisation. But could you just let the people know where they can find information and and the services of the Black Dog Institute? Yeah, so, I mean, definitely the first protocol is visit our website, blackdoginstitute.org.au, and it's easy to navigate that website, so you'll find a lot of tools and um, information there. Um, or about the events. But I guess, you know, for people that are really, really struggling, there are a lot of information on our website about how to support someone. Um, but I, I think if you're experiencing a mental health issue and it's it's a time of crisis, you know, just know that you're not alone and that there's help out there. It's try and book in with a GP or, or speak to a friend or a family member, you know, or if it gets really bad, there's triple zero or call Lifeline on one three triple one four. Just... Um, know that you're not alone and there's always help thank you Fleur and I really hope everything goes well with New South Wales and you guys get back on your feet as soon as possible (laughs) (laughs) yeah so do I (laughs) it's a sunny day out there so I might do another lap around the the park (laughs) (laughs) all right well you enjoy Uh, and, and thanks again thanks Esther thanks for having me I hope this gave you a little bit of insight to the Black Dog Institute. I thought I would add that 
Even though there are ways we can help prevent the onset of a mental health disorder by practicing well-being, such as eating well, exercising, being kind, meditation, ridding the habituals of alcohol consumption and drugs, taking the time to connect with nature, it can be extremely difficult to keep up the momentum when we can't control our environment. But perhaps we can control who we are. Taking the time to sit down and write a list of who you are as a person. I'm not talking about reinventing yourself as to who you aspire to be. I personally think reinventing yourself indicates the true you isn't good enough. And that's half the problem. But if you've been honest with yourself and you've written your positive and negative traits, which isn't easy, and if it was, reevaluate your ego and look into the dynamics of ego to understand what is positive ego and what is negative ego and research the traits that you have defined for yourself. You'd be surprised to learn that some of the traits that you thought were so good actually are not. And perhaps the negative traits are actually good. Understanding your emotions, what triggers them and why. Have a new perspective rather than thinking about how does the world perceive me. Because there's over 7 billion people in the world and only a handful of them truly love you. And when you've worked so hard to be perceived by others and you're behaving the way they like and you have stressed and gotten depressed over the things that are not you, then you've lived the reality of the illusion. So why not go ahead, open your hearts and open your minds to live your life and be free. This is Esther Claire signing out. Thanks for tuning in.